Running Light Ministry Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. You can support these podcasts by making a gift to the ministries at runninglight.org. So this is episode 76 of the Better Pleasure Podcast. And on these podcasts, we talk about everything that deals with the Bible and sexual issues. So we talk about everything from biblical text to the theology of sex to uh, sensuality, sexuality, how it relates to the Bible. And today uh, we have a special show for you because we have a special guest, which is awesome. It's going to be Sean Richards. I'm so excited to have him here. Sean, how's it going? It is going well. Happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to uh, hear what you're going to, what we're going to talk about. That's going to be awesome. But also, you have uh, a ministry that you do online that you've been doing for quite a while. So why don't you do a little plug for that? Sure. Uh, The ministry is called Shady Oak Ministries, S-H-A-D-Y-O-A-K. And uh, basically, it started as a persona, your own little fan-made character from a TV show that you enjoy. Uh, Not really that uncommon among internet circles, especially in my generation. But the goal was to essentially meet those who were fans originally of the TV show, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and pointing out that whenever I watched the show, I noticed, hey, that reminds me of the Bible, and hey, that reminds me of the Bible, and four seasons had passed, and I'm like, there hasn't been a single episode where I wasn't reminded of the Bible. (laughs) So I thought if I found something good, I wasn't going to keep it to myself. So I took it upon myself to do just a classic, raw, unedited sermon, uh, usually 15 to 45 minutes of just going through the episode, pointing out the biblical themes, tying it back to the gospel, and focusing on Jesus. And uh, yeah, that developed into reaching out to other areas like video game plot lines, TV shows, and more recently, anime because I've been a fan of those shows and with this well I wouldn't say new perspective plenty of people have been doing this Mm -hmm. you got the uh, let's see there's the think Christian podcast there's the uh, otakus for Christ all these wonderful groups that I think are doing a fantastic work but it's ultimately just giving myself and others one more reason to enjoy the things that we do and you know shoehorning a Bible study in there while we're entertaining ourselves yeah so uh, how can people find you on the on the web? Oh, YouTube and Facebook, all the same name, Shady Oak Ministries. And that's S-H-A-D-D? A-D-Y. A-D-Y. Yeah, S-H-A-D-Y. So like an oak tree where you can find shade under it. That's the idea. Oh. S-H-A-D-Y. S-H-A-D-Y. Shady Oak. Got it. That's kind of cool. Now, your website. Uh, Yes, thefoilguy.com. We include not only, and thus the foil guy, a piece of artwork that I do for people if they would like something sculpted out of aluminum foil, but that's also a place where I provide the links to the Bible studies we've done. Not all of them, obviously. We've done about 400 now. And how many people in Tucson have now seen your tinfoil sculptures a lot. Yeah, I, I've made a name <laughs> for myself among restaurants. It's a lot more fun to do them in person than on camera. Reflective surfaces don't register that well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, people, it's awesome how you can do little acts like that. Just these these kind of acts of just kindness and people go, whoa, and the doors open. And You have uh, a good thing. You'll share it. Yeah, that's uh, that's so true. It's so good. Um, man, this, this, this whole ministry that you're doing on YouTube with um, taking something that you know is secular, and then and then 
redeeming it uh, to make it something that people can see these biblical themes in it is so important. You know, a lot of people, you know, when they see something secular, they tend to sometimes, you know, some people do have to maybe get away from it, you know, because of whatever reasons that are going on in their life. And it's just where they're at, you know, and and there's some things me and you certainly want to get away from and, and stay away from. And then and then there's other things that we find enjoyable that are are not in in the category of unhealthy meaning it doesn't lead us to an unhealthy attitude towards Christ or to our fellow man that we actually tend to see biblical themes in it and and it's I find it really cool that you're able to take something like this um kind of a secular it's not kind of it is a secular show and be able to find those wonderful Christian points in it and then relate it to people that maybe have seen it before and go, wow, I, I've seen those themes too, or maybe they haven't, but it creates a fellowship uh, in, in itself, which is very cool. So Yeah, yeah, and basically the whole point of it is to provide that perspective because that's what's being presented. You can look at information just like you can look at evidence. And if anyone's had an interaction with an atheist or uh, someone who holds a worldview like Islam, for example, you can present evidence like, for example, uh, Surah 4, 157 says Jesus was not killed nor crucified, but it was made to appear to them. And then in the Bible, as well as all <laughs> of recorded history, Jesus was crucified. Enemies acknowledge this, supporters acknowledge this persecutors acknowledge this and yet Islam says it therefore that settles it it's all taken from that worldview Muhammad can't be wrong and in the same way a secularist is going to look at say examples of uh, you know Noah's flood and say no evolution there is no supernatural therefore all of ever basically anything that goes against what I've already assumed has to be wrong so essentially what the YouTube ministry is trying to do is to bridge that gap on common terms. If the worldview is going to take a heart change, then perhaps a mind change will be able to take place with something that's already in there. Mm. The closer we are to home base, the better. If someone's saying, you know, I am familiar with Full Metal Alchemist and, uh, you know, Edward Elric and the homunculi and all that other stuff. And I say, hey, do you know where the art of alchemy came from? Historically, it was based on the worship of the Greek god Hermes, those emerald tablets, the Philosopher's Stone. When they started discovering the, you know, periodic table and all that stuff, they thought, well, if I just remove one atom, then suddenly gold becomes lead. What if I have lead? I can make it gold. Then it started to spring into the di desire to make the golden man, the Aurelian. And that's what Full Metal Alchemist is all about. Now let me show you how God solved that problem in the Bible, mm. where he made the perfect man, not by you know, transferring molecules or in Hermes case, human sacrifice, but through self-sacrifice. And then the conversation goes from there. And there's lots of other more direct themes that go beyond just, uh, you know, a new uh, twist on pagan uh, illustrations, mm. but actual uh, legit themes like in the uh, end of the series, spoiler alert, um, he stands before God and literally is uh, willing to offer to save the lives of all of his friends his access to that alchemy power in the world. They called it the door of truth. And uh, the, the God being said, are you sure you want to give up all of this power that you have? Think carefully now because there's no going back after this. And he says, who needs alchemy if I have them? 
And hmm. the god smiled and said, that's the right answer. You win. So to restore a relationship with God, and it was interesting when uh, he started fading, that God being, he started to sound like Edward. He was sharing God's heart, only to give up anything if it meant preserving a relationship. Huh. And so that, again, That ties in. Yeah. So, so Sean uh, Richards is our guest here on the Better Pleasure Podcast with Running Light Ministries. And we are talking today um, kind of in the category of anime and gaming. This is so cool because, Sean, you were kind of raised around games and, uh, and on gaming. And and now it, it's just so huge in the world. Do you find that, um, you know, that the, the growth of gaming and anime just continue? Um, or do you think it's kind of plateaued? Well, I think like anything, if you're appealing to a need people have, it's going to grow. Now, whether people will continue to utilize that resource to meet that need is another issue. Like you've talked about many times, the reason why anime is such a hot button issue for people is because of its abundance of sexual themes. That's not always the case, but it certainly is prevalent. And why? Because sex sells. And if people are looking for this kind of world where they can meet their desire for sexual f or gratification, but not fulfillment, obviously, then they're going to continue participating in it. But then you find out people aren't looking for gratification. They're looking for satisfaction. So you see those things plateau and die off. There are branches of certain anime that have just gone the way of what we call fan service, where they just, you know, make characters out to be nothing more than just big breasts and, you know, app lines and all that other stuff. But they never end up doing well for very long. Likewise, there's the classics where they just kind of... Yeah, what are, what, are, what are the classic anime? Well, Full Metal Alchemist was certainly one. There was Fruits Basket, the story of a girl that lost her mother and was essentially homeless, uh, taken in by a family who uh, have a little secret. They become uh, one of the do animals of the Chinese zodiac whenever they're uh, physically interacted with by a person of the opposite sex. And so this keeps them from having relationships with anyone outside of their family. But this girl, who's you know a little uh, empty-headed and very cute in her aloofness at times, uh, ends up willing to sacrifice, you know, all of the poisonous, you know, antisocial personalities that the families developed over time simply because she cared. Uh, the definite biblical themes there. There was the Clanad anime, definitely lower on the side of fan service and higher on the realm of humor. Relationships in a nutshell. All relationships are suffering. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing all of these people love each other. And it's just like a high school, you know, Japanese, you know, setting but very classic but very well written in that you see these supernatural themes tied in where they have to suffer with each other and love each other even when they aren't lovable and you see every single character given their own story and saying look these are my down points and you see their friends suffer through it with them yeah and bringing that theme back so clanad Metal alchemist those would be ones i'd recommend okay that um, are they're kind of kind of the established ones from from the past what for those that are listening um because we do have parents that listen to the podcast what is anime Anime, short for animation, it is a Japanese form of cartoon, but geared towards a more adult or general audience. And I say adult not in the you know triple X sense, but the mature sense, kind of like na na you know any TV show you'd see today. Um, the goal, of course, like any story, is to tell one, and they do so through these characters, through these fictional environments, but proving a finer point. 
and in some cases yes it does go pagan routes but if you're willing to take the time to dig into scripture and use that as an excuse essentially then you're going to actually take something out of it that might be remarkably biblical yeah what what is what are some of the, the, the kind of solid Christian biblical principles that you yourself hold on to as you go into these areas of they become ministry to you? Um, what are kind of the principles that you're kind of focusing on in the Word to keep you kind of, you know, that, hey, this is, this is the goal of what I'm doing, or this is, um, you, know, uh, you know, this is kind of helping you to see everything that you're, um, you know, you're watching and participating in, um, you know, in the right scope? I think two things. Firstly, truth will always be worthwhile. Therefore, any worthwhile story is true. And since God's word is true, answering Pilate's question, that will ultimately be what I need to look for if I see a story that is worthwhile. Now, if I, when I was in bondage to pornography, just looking for anime that were 100% fan service, I could tell you just as much as I would today. It had no worthwhile story because there was nothing ultimately being shown except for breasts. Mm. But on the other hand, if there is a worthwhile story, I have to squint at that and go, where is that? Because I'm recognizing something. I'm hearing the echo of my creator's voice. And if there is going to be something worthwhile in it, if there is going to be truth in something, it's going to tie back to the source. It's like the passage in the book of Ecclesiastes, right, that says there is eternity written on our hearts, right? And what you're saying is that that even within, quote, the secular entertainment world, things that really stick to us as human beings are things that resonate with this eternity in our hearts that God has placed, this truth that that resonates with us as human beings. Yes. Yeah, I think that's all that need be said. Yeah, cool. Right on, man. So anime is animation. Um, kids are into this stuff, man. Not just kids, but adults are into this stuff. Yeah, um, and uh, it's a very interesting way in which Japanese culture has influenced our own. We've tried to do the same, but it's always amusing how our <laughs> live-action movies are so well executed, but their live-action movies are always subpar. I mean, I always, <laughs> I always just put my hand in my face when I see Japan's making a live-action rendition of this anime, and I'm like, no, no, just stick to draws. <laughs> I just but think of Godzilla, uh, Gamera. You know, I think of all the old ones that I used to watch. And there know. was really no story when they had to do something live action or something dramatic. They never really got, you know, any sort of a worthwhile thing <sighs> to share until they just took the people out and focused on the fantasy realm, you know, uh, Dragon Ball Z and Naruto and all that. Dragon stuff. Ball Z. Now that that that's something that r- I remember. Like that was big. Oh yeah. Dragon Ball Z. So that that that's considered kind of one of the older ones, right? Yeah, I haven't had the chance to sit down with it, so I wouldn't uh, be able to speak authoritatively on a biblical message in it. But yeah, uh, see, see, although re- God does really take His time in progressing the prophetic <laughs> calendar, maybe that's something. <laughs> I remember in the church, uh, I got I, I'm going to say 15, 20 years ago. I remember an adult my age. Um, so this, he probably was late 20s, early 30s, somewhere in there. But he, I remember he was a big Dragon Ball Z fan. He was into it. Uh, so so tell us, um, you know, 
tell us a little bit about to your struggles with pornography, kind of how that got involved, kind of what happened in, oh, in your well, life. Just like most people in my generation, I was exposed to it at a relatively young age, probably not as young as kids today, but around 12. Total accident. I was doing a research project on Samuel Day Champlain. You can tell it made an impact on my life. <laughs> a guy who discovered Newfoundland in northern Canada. But uh, one of those ads came up and it basically all just went downhill because up until this point never had any sort of impression or definition of sexuality. I had a very sheltered upbringing in that regard. Uh, exposure became addiction. Addiction became bondage. And basically my only exposure and definition of sexuality as well as you know this form of pleasure which I had now discovered in my adolescence was through pornography and then when I got exposed to your ministry as well as to uh, Levi Lusco's study through Song of Solomon I was given another option and I noticed that was much better than the you know miserable state that my uh, pursuit of pornography was leading me in and so among the enjoyment of anime among the uh, deprecation of sexuality and all these things being melded in I basically just became tired of settling for a counterfeit and I wanted to see firsthand what else God had to offer me and so I gave my life to the Lord, ironically enough, when I was 11, Christmas Eve. I dedicated my life to the Lord. 12, I discovered pornography. Mm. So go figure. God was dealing with something deeper in my heart. But when I actually started taking my walk with God seriously, when I turned probably 19, that is when I started to just consciously not only sacrifice the things that were causing me to stumble, but also to actively pursue the things that would build me up. So, mm -hmm. uh, for example, with you, I had to get rid of my PlayStation 3. Uh, I didn't like going to computers necessarily because of the open air it provided, but the internet browser on the PS3 was a nice way to do it off the hand. I just said, you know what, this is no longer an object for entertainment. It's, it's just going to cause me harm. Yeah, was so, it very compulsive for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whenever I played the PS3, it was no longer about video games at that point. Hmm, so it was very compulsive. Yeah. Yeah. It was all centered around just this habit that I had built up. It was a part of my day. Yeah. But again, that was just the worldview that I was taking in. And in the same way with the YouTube studies now, that's being replaced by something better. It's not to say that I've quit pornography. I've replaced it. I still struggle with the inclination. I have a sex drive like anyone else. But it ultimately comes back to that as saying, is Jesus better? And I have to answer that question every day. Yeah, and that's, that's why we're called better pleasure. Mm. Yeah, right on. And it's, we didn't make it up. Nope. <laughs> you know, It is all throughout the Bible. Um, y y there's so many good things that you talked about, developing new patterns. Um, you know, many parents... We're going to switch over a little bit to gaming, and then we'll get back a little bit to anime. But, um, you know, you're you're a gamer, too. My son's a gamer. You guys both have that in kinship where uh, you guys kind of grew up really knee-deep in this stuff. And a lot of parents don't know how to uh, get their kids maybe out of this funk that, that the parent looks at and goes, they're in. Um, you talk about developing certain... Uh, you know, uh, different patterns. You know, it's not that you got rid of games, per se, or um, or even like anime, but you you something happened in you this relationship with Christ that was developing that helped change kind of the context. Uh, there was a contextual change that took place within the action of gaming. 
Well, it's like asking what really is the sin of video games. Aside from taking in content that may or may not be edifying, it's really just spending time here instead of elsewhere. And that's oftentimes the problem most parents have. I mean, if you're playing a, you know, A-rated game or even M with sexual themes, that's one thing. But oftentimes it's not that. You can be playing an E10 game and it's causing you to neglect schoolwork. It's causing you to neglect time with your family. This has become your life. And and really, in the same way that pornography is a struggle, it's really uh, laziness and addiction to porn are essentially the same thing. It's settling for less than God's best. It's poor priorities. So when I'm lazy, I'm essentially saying what I feel I want ultimately is pointing me back or rather pointing me away from what I should want, what God wants for me. And if I'm going to have a, you know, poor priority in video games and say this fictional world that may or may not have redeeming themes, that can be discussed later, that may or may not be poisoning my mind, that can be discussed later. It's ultimately me spending my time here because I think this is what's most worth my time. And, and my relationship with Jesus, games really just aren't that much of a priority anymore. I have fun with them, mm -hmm. but it's not the thing that how, I go to for meaning. How, how, how would a parent kind of help out their kid that's knee deep in it and they they so many parents feel so lost you know and i kind of understand this because here my son is you know getting ranked in super smash brother competitions he's into that kind of thing and uh, he's totally down with that and and his dad i mean my my video game exposure was at a roller rink where i grew up um, and people were playing Tempest and Defenders and Asteroids. Yeah, stuff like that, you know. So I never developed into really a gaming world. I was more like outside guy. I wanted to maybe go to the beach, go surf, or go do this or go do that, you know. So I never really developed into that, that, that what we used to call that kind of loady mentality where you just kind of, you know, play the video game and you're, you're probably, you know, my day when you did a lot of that, you were probably high too. You know, that's kind of was the, in my world, that's kind of how we looked at it. That's how the graphics really stood out <laughs> back then. Yeah, but what, I mean, how do you think what do you think you, you could say to a parent that just feels kind of at a loss? Well, I think if anyone's going to be turning to something, it's for a reason. It could be to escape stress. It could be because they think this is the only option, or they've just trained it up in their mind as the best option. And obviously, the opposite of those things as a hazard would be the solution. If they're going to it to escape stress, talk to them about that source of stress. Maybe be a source of comfort to them. Live the kind of life that doesn't need those games, and regardless of how you know lame the default teenager view of their parents is they'll remember that you know my dad was happy and he didn't play video games worth considering another thing is if it's hmm. just what i do maybe just engaging with your kid taking the time to say hey uh, when you're done with that not say put that away but when you're done with that can we go and do something else that they might enjoy? Something that you would have grown up with that would be more healthy, like football or going for a jog or those sorts of things. Meet them on their terms. And uh, the third thing as far as regards of it being the best option, again, is just to set a godly example. I mean, if you're just going around the house bitter and miserable and sad, and maybe it's justified, maybe you're grieved that your son or daughter is throwing away their life to these pictures, then 
maybe that's going to show on your face and it's just an expression of how much you care. But that doesn't register to us. All that we see is that you're unhappy and they don't want to be like you. You didn't play video games. That's all that I'm concerned about right now. Yeah. Just be the better example. Be another option for them and ultimately show them that there are better things to do than that. And that way, priorities will be put in order. It's so true. It's like if you meet if you meet certain people, like when I was young, I met certain people that were that were in the music world and they gave me such it was so cool to meet them and I looked up to them and so I wanted to be a part of that world I, I, I it, it got me um, out of a laziness it got me to where I went wow you know these guys are, are good guitar players and and I want to be like that but I'm only 12 years old I'm only you know and and how do I get there so uh, it put me it made me walk to the music store on a every other day thing you know talking to them um, and they would take the time to put into me and to feed into me. And that just played with me as a young man. So I can see as a parent, you know, getting your kid to meet other people too. Um, you know, and, and you never know that kid might really develop a relationship or something with someone that is going to help them to kind of see something better than, than just sitting there playing. So that's some good points there, man. Absolutely. Yeah, seeing you know, it as the better option. Yeah, absolutely. So, so y I mean, you you still are really knee deep in the video game world. What what are some of the video games? Probably ankle deep now. Ankle yeah. deep. Now. <laughs> yeah. What are the, what are some of the things you do? Oh, I uh, I don't really spend too much time on multiplayer, if it, unless it's to connect to those in our local fellowship. Overwatch is something I try and do touch and go on occasion. Mostly just single player if I have a time but uh, what really is actually fun is when thanks to the internet having a better bandwidth than it used to uh, oftentimes I'll just be playing those games kind of monotonous kind of just killing time and if it was on its own then I'd consider it a waste of time but I'll have like a sermon going in the background or listen to apologetics lectures and that whole kind of stuff have a book on tape and I'm playing the game so while I'm doing something monotonous there is something actually being put into me that even perhaps the game would never even offer mm, that's that's really wise and that's something you just have developed over time yeah it's a habit and again, I don't only do that for personal study, but when I have games, I always make sure there's something else I'm listening to. Now, what are some things that people got to kind of watch out with games when it comes to, you know, the lustful word or eroticism or things like that? I mean, is there is there a lot there? I'm not a big gamer. I'm not a gamer at all, actually. <laughs> so um, I is there a lot there? You always hear about those, those certain games that uh, get uh, kind of very popular. I think it's... Uh, Fast and the Furious or something or something like Grand that. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, that's it, sorry. Yeah, the uh, the sexual themes in games, it's really interesting how, I mean, granted, the pornography industry puts forward a lot of A-rated games, but they're really categorized. They're a very niche market. And, and ironically enough, they're rarely ever even good because all you're really going to them for is, is the pornography. The, right. And that was never something I really ever pursued. On the other hand, the games that kind of draw that line, kind of get in the gray area as far as is this porn or is this an action adventure, you know, car thing. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, Catherine, all these 
other ones. Definitely always within that rating system. They're definitely upfront, contain sexual themes. Uh, Far Cry 3 was another example. You know, lots of nudity, lots of sexual themes centered around the plot. But because that wasn't the only component, people were just like, oh yeah, that's there. If you're into that, great. If not, then there's other things to do. Video games, yeah, generally the things people have to watch out for isn't always sexual themes. You can see right off the bat, you know, front cover video game is a girl with lingerie or that whole kind of deal. The issue is oftentimes with violence, and that is the thing people have to watch out for if they have emotional struggles and they have that lack of self-control that ultimately the Holy Spirit's going to work out in them in time. If I have those struggles, I need to say, is this the sort of stuff I should let in my head right now? Because if I'm meditating on those things, it's going to reinforce what's already there. And note, I'm pointing that out specifically. It doesn't put those things in. I can play a Lord of the Rings uh, Assassin's Creed remake all day long, but I'm never going to be tempted to take this Numenorian makeshift shield remake with a Gatling blaster with a barbed chain to whip around and kill orcs by the hundreds. On the other hand, I am going to be reinforcing that desire in my mind that, yeah, it feels good to impulsively respond to emotions. And so if that's in your heart, just like with pornography, you don't want to feed that flame. You don't want to stoke that fire. Just pay attention to the ratings. Know your weaknesses and invest your money accordingly because ultimately that's all the video games do is just reinforce what's already in your head. Yeah, and I've always said that uh, all pornography is is a reflection of us in general. Um, it's you know some people look at it and kind of demonize it per se because I'm not the problem, right? Because I'm not the problem. That's right. Instead of saying, well, this is just a reflection, you know. And what you know, the biblical themes. There's a lot of violence within the Bible. Yes, but with very specific reasons and in very specific context, it's descriptive but not prescriptive. In the video games, it's like, okay, this is the setting, this is where the violence is taking place, or if you're into some of the more coarser themes, it's just your purpose is to do violence, have fun, and then it goes into why you're doing those things. In the Bible, the, say the War of the Canaanites, for example, we start in uh, Joshua chapter 4 and say that's when God just decided nuke the Canaanites. No, you go back to Genesis chapter 12 and say these people are doing wrong things. They know it's wrong. They have 400 years before the time comes to essentially pay for it. So I've, I've always said that the difference between pornography and even the Bible, because the Bible has lustful themes in it, and is is it's context 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 yep the when where why and how of the text that's right and would you say the same when it comes to gaming yeah that's the purpose of the game is to set context for what you're doing because no one just wants to step into something uh, i mean since pong anyway no one wanted <laughs> to step in to do something for its own sake uh -huh. it was why am i doing this uh say uh, for example the spider-man games you're learning about where spider-man is at in his life if you're paralleling one of the movies they'll be sure to walk you through the cutscenes of the film so that you're like oh this is the story in which i'm fighting these bad guys that's why i'm fighting this bad guy and not that one this is why i'm fighting that bad guy because he's doing bad things yeah. it's building on those themes it's setting the context yeah, and 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 it it's important that we understand this idea of context within gaming, the gaming world, or any other world, um, entertainment world, because it's important that we talk about what the themes are, and and discuss it, 
and reason through it in a proper way. Um, because if you don't talk to your kids about the themes that are in their world, the gaming themes or whatever their entertainment world is, and you don't discuss those themes and how, how it affects them. I'm not saying discuss it by saying that theme is bad, therefore I'm taking this away. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is discussing it in a constructive way, asking how these things have a like uh, why do they like them or something like that, then they'll never be able to really even get into a biblical narrative and discuss that properly with their kid either. Yeah, because um, if it's just avoid this, that's where the conversation ends. Instead, we want to point them to this instead of that. Why? Because this is a T-bone, that's a empty bone. This has more flavor. But it was the same thing my parents had to go through. If uh, they, for example, had to, and I, I won't, name names <laughs> specifically anymore. I think I've done that enough. But uh, basically the idea of is God bigger than blank? This isn't going to steal Sean from us. God's bigger than that. He has God and this is there. God's bigger than this. Therefore, transitive property. If God is bigger than this and Sean has this, then this won't take over Sean. That's ultimately the comfort they had to take in of themselves. A lot of trust. Yeah, and that was the same thing that I was able to appreciate because the more I played those games, the more I either A, got bored, or B, found Jesus in them. <laughs> either way, it yeah. pointed me back to something better because I took that time. And that's so cool how you were able to look at something and see something in a different context. Now, for me, you know, I've done a lot of, I do a lot of, I still do a lot of research with pornography and uh, uh, the industry and things like that. And... And I tend to see a lot of the biblical uh, themes throughout even my research. Um, so I, I've, I've kind of, it's become academic to me in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's not to arouse you. It's not for the purpose they intended. The, right. the filming crew wanted to do nothing with this except to encourage a guy or girl to, you know. Right. It was now for you because you're so full of Jesus to ultimately find a way to reach people through it. Yeah. In the same way for anime, these people may be like, no, it was about reincarnation. What's the matter with you? I'm like, no, that's the resurrection. See, eyewitnesses. It was talking about the women who witnessed it first. Remember the empty tomb? That's one of the key evidences. And they're just going, you're making sense and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so 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 neat. So uh, you don't play much uh, many games today that you used to, but you're still in that world. Um, do you get to help out any kids? I mean, you've been a youth pastor for a while. Do you see a lot of kids that play video games. How do you incorporate um, this world that you've been involved in into the ministry? I think just being there with them, because in that world, mostly. It's just surrounded by either the person who's just there to play, just there to win, or just there to make a stink of everything. And oftentimes that's the internet atheist troll who's just there to stimulate his own nerve endings, and that's done through emotionally venting at everyone who looks at him sideways. And if that's the kind of world that they live in, not a lot of room for Jesus in there. But even if that just name on their team scoreboard or something is my pastor, Pastor Sean or Pastor Bo or all of any of that kind of stuff, they're here with me. I can be in this kind of world and saying, you know, God's presence, I, I, f I definitely recall it when we're in Bible study, but he's here with me too. There is something to that because, again, I have uh, one of the Sma Super Smash Brothers games available for my junior hires to play after service, and that isn't to say, you know, we 
put more priority to their entertainment as opposed to them hearing God's word. If you've sat through any of my studies, yeah. you know, we get into it. <laughs> but I always make the effort to say, if they're going to play that game, I'm there with them. I'm, you know, brawling out with the Nintendo characters with them. And that leaves an impression because when they go home and they're playing those video games, just like, man, Sean would kick my butt at this. Or, man, I can't believe I beat my pastor once. And suddenly, pastor, Sean, the Bible teacher. Association. Those yeah. Those things are becoming involved. And that's obviously going to be a first step. If the Bible can fit into this, as I've taken the active steps to consciously pursue them, then perhaps there's more of the Bible that can fit into this. Perhaps this not only fits into the Bible, perhaps the Bible is actually bigger than this. The Bible doesn't have to fit into it because I realize the Bible is actually bigger than this. Why do I have this in the first place? This is bigger. And yeah. that is ultimately the steps we want them to take. And, and you've done that too with the anime. Yeah. Y you've taken, the, you you have, um, you've done it for, I don't know, it seems like over a year now that I know of that you have taken a show that is anime based and you have now incorporated that to invite students to uh, the showing of the, the, the film. Yeah, and I make sure it's not the inappropriate ones, obviously. And right. if there are fan service -y themes, uh, mostly girls in this case, but uh, if I'm in the room and there's a you know, scandalous scene, I'll set the example by stepping out, and the girls, you know, they shower. They know what their body looks like. But I just say I separate myself from that because that's not what I want to let into my head. I want to focus on Jesus, not on these counterfeits. And that's ultimately the point that's being made is saying, hey, we're here in church. We're here just loving each other, spending time with each other. There, there was a, when we were going through the Gospel of John, for instance, verse by verse, we got to uh, Jesus' command that it says, love one another as I have loved you. And then I just closed the book and I said, so let's, let's do that today. And we just hung out and played games and hmm. talked to each other. And, that, and, that, and that's, that's pretty, I think, radical because I don't, I don't know if um, a lot of, uh, you know, youth ministers... Um, you know, have been able to do that really well where, you know, you've been able to take something that has been much a part of your your world growing up and also much a part of um, uh, many of these other students' world, um, gaming, anime, this thing. I mean, people are so wrapped up in this. And you've been able to create a culture where... Um, where you you now they're associating this stuff with you and yet not just you but who you are in your character you're you know the christ that's in you and hopefully they and follow Christ follow me as i follow christ right. not everything else yeah so you become an example and it's just like it's just like in in my day of youth ministry you know you you take music and you you find that commonality that with them and, and then you take it and go, okay, now I'm going to put my character on top of this. And so my Christ character now gets, gets a part of this music world that we're now showing you. And they see that association, Jesus, and how there's things that are redeemable. And that you're seeing even the secular world in a different context mm -hmm. where you're able to look at the secular things in the world and go, oh man, I see Jesus in it. I see biblical themes in this and I see how I can utilize these things. I, I bet you, uh, you know, it's blowing them away a little bit. I mean, what are some of the testimonies that you have of the students? I mean, that you have just in your own life? Well, you know? as far as the junior high students, I have direct access to uh, none thus far. 
but as far as those on the internet I have seen there is some fruit it has been a blessing to somebody that ultimately you know they just aren't in a place where they can either attend church or they just feel that the church is a place that alienates them and they realize oh that's not actually the case I'm just kind of developing a victim complex because the people on the internet told me to and oh the Christians hate bronies and oh there's a Christian brony wait that's a problem (laughs) it's just bringing it back to that and whether or not it's impacting these other kids in their lives I don't take notes in that regard there may have been I just don't recall off the back of my hand yeah well I think of the students that attend your um your uh, little group that watches the shows. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and they and they tend to be very um, committed. Yeah. Well, basically, a uh, majority of that crowd would be the kind of people who wouldn't attend church otherwise unless this option was available to them. And because that option is available to them, they're like, you know what? He talks a lot about that stuff. We may as well keep attending church. And that may have gotten them through a time in their life where they would have walked away from church. The individuals may be listening know who I'm referring to. But, no, it's just being that example. And if no one else is blessed by this but my own walk with God, then so be it. Yeah, because it strengthens you and you have a passion for it. Wh- is there any, is there any, um, or in your role now as a youth minister, you know, is there anything that would kind of make you think, hey, you know what, that kid's really you know, God, the gaming, he really needs to get away from that. It's really hindering him or or the entertainment world like anime and things like that. Have you seen any kids that you really look at and you go, man, this is they're in a dangerous place? Not without the quote-unquote help of their parents. Uh, for example, I had the opportunity to minister to one of the students that was heavily into gaming, and I wanted to engage with him in accountability and talking about uh, one of his uh, favorite anime, Attack on Titan, uh, just talking about, did you notice that theme there, and do you notice these things? There's uh, the other kids as well that I can do with that, but basically uh, it was starting to almost, the seed was almost starting to get in that soil, and then because it was still you know, obviously, day one after ministry, day two, day three, uh, you haven't changed him, therefore this is a total failure, we'll try something else. Mm. It it became basically an overreaction on the part of the parent that didn't allow any fruit to be planted. They ended up playing the role of the bird that stole away the seed. A- and ultimately, when I see someone, again, I'm learning from that and saying, if I see someone who is in bondage to pornography but still attending church service, I say, what are you doing? with your time while you're not here. I just say, I'm glad you're here. Instead of saying, you shouldn't watch those things, I'm saying, I'm glad you're listening to this. Because ultimately, I understand that God is bigger than those things, and I'm living proof of that. Those same things could have dominated my life, but they didn't because I found someone better. And the more I present that better option, hopefully, along with the parent's job as well, they'll be able to do that. But in this student's case, his parent was more a hindrance to his growth than a help, and that's not what I want to see take place. Yeah, well, I, I just commend you for taking the mantle up to be an example, yeah. you know, to those students and uh, to the church too, um, in, in in a culture that is not very familiar to many members of the church, um, because church is made up of many different aged people. And and because of that, there is always a little bit of a generational gap that takes place within a fellowship. 
Um, and you know, you're the you're an up and coming minister within the body of Christ. You're in your early twenties. Um, you're uh, one of the first generation of you are the first generation of ministers that have had this kind of technology um, in your hands since you guys were probably eight years old. Um, maybe even earlier. No, my my first video game was uh, Dig Dug, so I think I, I I know what it's like to live without the internet, but it was only for about six years. So <laughs> I, can, I can almost say that I'm uh, not a millennial, but I have to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it, you know, you guys bring uh, such a, a new vision to the body of Christ and new ways of going about things. I find it very cool. Um, you know, very much similar to how I certainly wanted to act in my generation um, towards the body of Christ and 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 see things um, and to uh, to present things in a fresh new way to the students that I worked with, and you certainly get a chance to do that too. If people want to contact you, especially on the issues of anime, gaming, things of those natures. Um, how do they get a hold of you? Is there an email that they should contact you uh, with? Thefoilguy.com has a ask questions section. You can either leave foil request or you can ask Bible questions. Or just if you prefer not strain far from social media, just go to Facebook, Shady Oak Ministries, or to YouTube, Shady Oak Ministries, MLP, Shady Oak Ministries. You'll see uh, that little tan uh, horse with the... Uh, gray hair, and he's uh, holding up a Bible, or you'll see a uh, silver diamond with a uh, uh, cross in front of it. Those will be the areas you'll want to look for, but that's ultimately where you can ask those questions. Yeah, that's great. Uh, certainly, I hope people got a lot out of listening to you talk about these subjects, because they, they are just so huge today, and many people don't know that world at all. Um, and, and I think this has also been good for a lot of parents, Sean. I think a lot of parents that listen to your testimony and how you see things, um, I think that can be really important. I think one of the big things I get out of, uh, of a talk like this is that, you know, parent, there's, we need to invest in people. Um, we can't just look at something that we're not familiar with, like anime, Japanese animation. Yeah or look at gaming world, which is a whole world in and of itself, and just go off and just go, I don't want it, boom, and you know those type of things. There has to be an investment, and that's some of the most important things that you're talking about. And, and, and you know, also you're talking about having faith, being able for us as people to be able to trust that God can, can handle this. Yeah, and again, faith defined as trust with reason. What reasons do we have to believe that this video game will overpower God? None. On the other hand, if we involve God in our child's life, that ultimately will be something that we can trust in because we have reason to. A and if I could uh, just point out one one last thing, uh, the genre of pornography that's anime-centric, and, and not to say anime and pornography, they draw that fine line as well, but the genre of Japanese anime pornography is called hentai. Now, I, I learned the language so that I wouldn't have to take the subtitles word <laughs> for it. I, I, can, I can do, you know, yeah. but uh, the word hentai actually means in Japanese perversion. And the word, literally, as we define it, is to take something and twist it towards a purpose it was never intended to. And that's all that really pornography is. It's taking something beautiful, something good, and twisting it 
to something that it was never intended to be. And unless they see what the original was, they'll look at the they'll still look at the twisted version and say, "Is that what this should be?" But that's the other option, and this makes them happy. This makes me hollow. Yeah. So it's imp- so for parents or people in general. Um, we have to give out, we have to hold out the completeness. We have to hold out um, the, the what is the right intention. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not living out the right intention, meaning, you know, it doesn't mean perfectly. We're not saying that at all. It's not like you live out your life perfectly, but it's like you live it out honestly. You live it out with that integrity, um, you know, where people do, your kids do see the joy of your life. Uh, they see that they're, like you said, something better, something greater. Um, you know, these are all amazing, uh, awesome things. You know, I always want parents not to freak out when they see something on maybe their kid's computer or they walk in and they're playing a game and they're like, whoa, I, I'm always trying to help the parent not get just totally blown away, but to be able to reason. Yeah, that's what happened with my father, senior pastor of Calvary Christian Fellowship. He said, I saw there was a search for something pornographic on my computer, and he didn't even finish his sentence. I said, that was me. Yeah. And I just honest with him about it. And, of course, he couldn't speak from experience. I was pointed to you, and it went uphill from there, figuratively. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Hey, thanks for joining us on the on the podcast. It's been a real pleasure, Sean. Good to be here. And if uh, you get any interesting questions, happily forward them to me. Yeah. Discuss them on the radio. Absolutely. Take care, okay? All right. Check out runninglight.org to begin our two video series, Take Flight and Love or Lust. You can also send us questions on Twitter at Running Light or on our runninglight.org podcast page. Like us on Facebook at Running Light Ministries, Psalm 36.8. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures.